Okay, today's talk is called Stepping Out for Jesus. Um, my screen's just gone blank. Could you please look up in your Bibles, Acts 20, verses 22 to 24, and also Acts 20, verses 36 to 37. There's some Bibles here available if anyone wants one. Okay, Lord Jesus, uh, I'll just commit my talk to you, Lord. Please help me correctly express what you're talk- saying to us, Lord. Correctly express your word, Lord. Okay, right, you while you're finding that. Sorry? Acts 20, verse 22 to 24, and 36 to 37. Okay, is that coming through? Okay, brilliant. Okay, right, the context, first of all, of this Bible verse is Paul has been in Ephesus in Turkey, visiting the church there, and he'd been visiting Greek and Turkish, sorry, churches that are what in, are now Greece and Turkey, um, but he was aiming to go to Jerusalem. Okay, has everyone got the Bible verses? Great. Okay, right. Verses 22 to 24 says, And now, compelled by the Spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. And the other two verses of 36 and 37, further down your page, where it says, When Paul had finished speaking, he knelt down with all of them and prayed. They all wept as they embraced him and kissed him. Um, this is... a uh, a picture of Paul on the beach. Literally, just, he's just about to get on the boat and go to Jerusalem. Right. Okay, so the first bit is verse 22. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem. So how does the Holy Spirit compel us? Basically, when you become a Christian, you start to get connected into Jesus and what's on his heart. And what's on his heart, he starts to impress upon your heart as well. Um, he, he gives you urges to do things. Like you might be in the street, it might be something like you get an urge to go and talk to someone. Okay, right. Um, you might get a sense that God's saying something to the church um, in a church service or in a home group or he's got something for you to say to someone. Um, you, you get this, uh, this compulsion that doesn't go away. And when you become a Christian you start to get the mind of Christ. Um, You've got to keep having your mind renewed as you pray, connect with God and read your Bible and connect with God's people. You've got to keep praying. You've got to keep connected to God. And as as you do that more and more, you will get God's compulsion. You will get his urges on your heart. Some people are naturally more better than that. They're they're, they're what people call call prophetic people. But God wants to speak to all of us because at the heart of today's message is... God wants to be on a journey with you. He wants to be walking with you, talking with you, communing with you, this beautiful, intimate walk with Jesus every day. Um, Also, I'd encourage you, read your Bible. If you want to know what God is like, he's beautifully expressed in his Bible. Um, And read it, meditate on it, think about it, write it down, find ways of studying the Bible, um, especially in your home group, um, what what you're told on a a Sunday... 
look at, listen to podcasts of what Gordon said and other relational mission churches I'd, I'd recommend. People like Steph Liston and Mike Betts. Also, um, it was mentioned earlier on, God's got a plan for your life. It's not a rigid plan. He doesn't have this roadmap for your life and it's all mapped out for you. It's more a case of he's given you a compass, but he hasn't given you the map. So he's, he's given you general light for the next step. Martin Luther King once said, God gives you enough light for the next step on a staircase, but he doesn't give you the light for the whole staircase. He only gives you enough light for the next step. So what it's about is he wants you to keep on taking a step with him, and then another step with him, and then another step with him. He wants to journey with you. Um, but it's not about you knowing all the way. You know your aim is heaven. You know your aim is Jesus and to serve him. But it's not about... It's, it's not about every single detail of everything on the rest of your life. Okay. Um, for example, last Sunday at Cornerstone, doesn't matter if you weren't there, you can get the podcast. Mike Betts was, talk, Betts was talking about how he was compelled by God. Um, he was living in Lowestoft, this lovely rural community, very settled and lovely place to live. But he's getting compelled that Jesus wants him to spend more time in London. And he doesn't know why. So not, this happened about nine months ago. And he started praying about it. He and his wife, Sue, they, yeah, Mike and Sue are their names. <laughs> um, they started praying about this. And they, as they prayed about it, they got a specific prayer list of what they thought their accommodation would look like. Um, you know, just practical things. Nothing stupid, just practical things they thought they'd need. And nine months later, after they'd been praying for this several times a week, they were at a Christian conference and someone came up to them who lived in London and said, I've got a flat in London and it's empty and I want to use it for serving God's purposes and God's kingdom. I don't want to charge any rent for it. And this, and this list, prayer list was exactly met in this flat. God, God goes ahead of you to give you the provision you need for every step of your life. Most of it is little baby steps. Most of it isn't these big stories which the preachers love to talk about of big things happening. Most of it is... Little, little things day by day but as you do the little things Jesus says you can be trusted little things he'll trust you with big things so learn to walk little baby steps each day it doesn't matter whether you're the youngest person in the church or the oldest person this is for all of us learn to take the baby steps and that Mike Betts doesn't really know what he's doing in London he doesn't know why he's there but God has told him to do it so he's being obedient this is all about obedience in little baby steps day by day so it's all about journeying with Jesus, being obedient to what he says for you to do, whether it's the obedient things like don't steal, don't defraud people, don't murder, the obvious things, but also it's about being obedient in the specific things he tells you to do. And it's about trusting in him. Um, your destination is heaven, but it's little steps day by day here on earth. And most of the time it won't be obvious what to do. You've got to... You've got to try things out. You've got to take risks. God doesn't mind if you make a mistake. You learn from mistakes. But the worst thing of all is just to do nothing. Don't just sit there and do nothing. Try things out. Have, a, have an adventure with Jesus. He wants to give you a great faith adventure with your life. Okay, right. So the next bit of the Bible verse is verses 23 to 24, where it says, The Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. 
the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Paul often comes across as a bit of a nutcase. It's like he's just willing to lay his life down. That, that isn't normal. So, so how come Paul can say that convincingly? He, he, he wasn't a spiritual nutcase. He's the same as you and me. But because Jesus has laid his life down for us on the cross, because he has made this amazing sacrifice, he wants our lives to change for the better. He wants us to be committed to him wholeheartedly because all of us sooner or later are going to die, but he wants us to, each day by day, learn to put your old self to death, the the old self which died when you were baptised into Jesus... And there's a new life, a new nature in you he wants to bring out of you. Um, But you've got to learn to do that by day by day, learning to walk in step with him, learning to put to death the old sinful you. And he wants to draw out of you this wonderful new you. So our old self has died and our new life is hidden with Christ in God. And that's how Paul could say that he's, he's... And I'm just... Going back up the page, that's how he could say, I consider my life worth nothing to me. Well, it sounds super spiritual, but we've got to try and have that perspective on life that, that the kingdom of heaven is more important than, than the, the things we get caught up in sometimes Lord, here that aren't so important. And Paul learnt to find the whole of his identity not in his job, not in his relationships, not in his wealth, not in who he was, his talents, the way he looked or anything like that, all the things which, you know, this is what this world are all about. He learned to find his identity in Jesus. And once you've got your identity in Jesus, nothing can take that away from you. The world might throw terrible things at you or distractions or things that look wonderful but aren't in fact what God wants you, for you. Get your identity firmly stuck in Jesus, rooted in Jesus, and you will be unshakable. Right, so... Paul was like that, and... Oh, here we go. Just getting the right bit on my page. Right, so... How, be, be, please be thinking to yourselves, how do I keep my eyes on Jesus? We all have certain places where we tend to connect with God. For some people, it's the big Sunday morning worship service. I love going out for a walk in nature and enjoying God's creation. I just get such a buzz out of that, and I feel close to God there. Some people, it's been with family. It, where, it could be at work. It, wherever, wherever your place is. If you don't know where that is, work it out, find it out. If you do know where that is, make sure you spend regular time there, um, connecting with God, so you, you've got that good connection with him and that good relationship with him to get you through the difficult times, to get you through going to work each day when that's tough, and, and all the things in life that get thrown at us. And... So, in general, learn to take the little steps of Jesus so that when a big step comes, you're more prepared for it. You're used to taking these sacrificial steps so that when a big sacrifice comes or something big and tough or just a big change, going to Paul, for example, happens, you're ready for it and it's more natural to do those difficult things. Okay, so on your tables, in twos, or if there's three of you in threes... um, You've got four minutes. I want to ask you the question, what is God compelling you to do as your next step? It can be something minuscule, it can be something massive. But please get together on your tables. Um, If you don't know what it is, pray together. 
if you're not sure, discuss it. You've got two minutes each, um, and then pray for strength and encouragement. Go for it. to talk. One, two, three. Oh, sorry. Keep going. One, two, three. Oh. Shall I get away from the speaker? Right, okay, okay, okay. Right. Okay, one, two, three. How's that? Yeah, is that good? Okay, do not look at the speaker. Sorry about that. Yep. Okay, one, two, three, one, two, three. Yep, that's sounding good. Is it? Right. Okay. Go for it. No, don't turn around. Okay. One, two, three. One, two, three. Oh, don't touch that mic. Okay. Got um, about one more minute, folks. If you could be praying together. Oh, one, two, three. One, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Right, cool. Okay, folks, if you could be just wrapping it up, please. Drawing things to a close.
Okay, is everyone, everyone finishing up, please? Okay, everyone, um, so I just need to finish up uh, so we don't want to overrun too much. Okay, right, um, there's a, a couple, last couple of things I need to, just need to say. Um, if you look at verses 22 to 24 again, um, and notice my emphasis, and now compelled by the Spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. So do you see here in these verses, you've got the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit all working beautifully together. And this is what happens as you engage with God, as you walk with him, as you take these steps... Um, there's the Holy Spirit compelling you, there's the mission of Jesus you're on, and there's the Father's grace and his plan for your life, which he will work out in your life as you walk with him. Okay, and the last verse is here in Acts 20, verses 36 to 37. It says, when Paul had finished speaking, he knelt down with all of them and prayed. They all wept as they embraced him and kissed him. This is Paul on the beach. He's just saying goodbye to some beloved friends and getting on the boat to go to Jerusalem. Um, obviously, it's a little bit different from Jane, um, but we're saying goodbye to you today for some, for, some, for some wonderful, happy reasons you're going down to Paul. Uh, you're going to enjoy your family down there. Uh, but it's really sad to see you go, um, but we're very happy for you, and hope you have a lovely time. And I just want to thank you for everything you brought to us and shared with us, and... You basically you shared yourself with us and your lovely company and everything you brought and it's been wonderful. So I'm just going to hand over to Gordon um, for him to do the next bit. Right. Right. Thank you. So, um, what we're going to do is